Today on The Central Moment, Dr. Wave not only continues the story of his recent trip to Israel and the reason for their eventual departure, the call by Hamas leadership for a worldwide jihad against Christians and Jews. Instead, all who follow the Lord are to engage in proclaiming liberty to captives, setting prisoners free, and rescuing and delivering the weak and needy. Hey, this is Wave Nunley again, in for Dr. James Bradford. And if you missed the earlier parts, uh, parts one through three, let me encourage you to go back and watch those because it will catch you up on the story that I'm telling piece by piece of our time in Israel and then our return. Last time that we were together, we left off with our hotel filling up with evacuees who had been traumatized by the violence in the South who were brought to Netanya in big buses. Um, as they brought them, we did the best that we could on site to serve them in whatever capacity we could find, uh, cleaning, um, uh, encouraging, praying, and the like. But as we got into this several days and more people and more people were coming in, businesses began catering in food because the hotel staff couldn't keep up with the number of evacuees. Um, There was a makeshift carnival that was organized by somebody and uh, they had uh, clowns and they had popcorn and they had hot dogs, kosher of course, and uh, balloons were being made for the children to entertain them. We continued to clean and to encourage social workers that were now coming in and their version of homeland security and uh, also uh, soldiers that had been dispatched uh, to the site. But then on Wednesday, October the 11th, our time in Israel took a decided turn. It was on that day that the Hamas leadership called for a worldwide jihad in which all true Muslims, quote-unquote, should rise up and kill all Christians and Jews. Well, that was just one more indicator to me that the current conflict is not merely about land or about financial oppression, but it has, this is a religious struggle, one religion against other major world religions. Um, They made a special appeal, the Hamas leadership did, to Palestinians living in the West Bank to rise up on Friday the 13th and to engage in in the rest of the world in worldwide jihad. That directly affected us because we were near the West Bank and because we would be near the West Bank all the way to back to Tel Aviv and to the airport. And so we knew at that point that we needed to begin looking for an exit strategy and to self-evacuate because at that point the State Department, Department was not involved. We got great encouragement and support from Senator Josh Hawley's office, but the State Department was a little bit slow on the switch. Um, Through an amazing series of developments, we were able to secure our own tickets out um, through one of the weirdest travel itineraries or flight itineraries known to man. Um, None of it really made any sense, but um, as you can see by me being on camera, we did make it home. Um, That part of the story, our return to the States, I'm going to tell in the next segment, in in my last one, segment five. Um, But thank you for praying for us while we were over there. To every one of you who offered up prayer, we want to express our appreciation and just let you know that God heard and that he had us in the palm of his hand in the whole way. 
So I would encourage you to continue praying, though, for those who are still in harm's way and those who have been brutalized by the terror that's going on. And you know, this is exactly what we were called to do by Isaiah the prophet. We get it in chapter 61, to proclaim liberty to captives and to set the prisoners free. You say, well, that just refers to Isaiah. No, it doesn't, because Jesus quoted that and and applied it to himself in Luke chapter 4. And so was this call unique to Isaiah, or, or was it unique to Jesus? Um, I don't think so. We get in Isaiah 42, I've appointed you as a covenant to the peoples and as a light to the nations to bring prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in the darkness from the prison. And Isaiah was never sent to the nations, and Jesus, in his ministry, never really made it beyond the borders of biblical Israel. So again, were these words just for Isaiah and Jesus? Well, the words that we hear in Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 42 sound a whole lot like the words of the psalm that was chanted in the temple by all of God's people that we read about in Psalm chapter 82. It reads almost exactly like the words of Isaiah. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. Uh, And these verbs are like the comfort my people that we heard in Isaiah 40, uh, chapter 40. They're in the plural. These verbs are in the plural, rescue and, and deliver. And so this is a call to all of God's people, to each one of us. So let's engage that right now. Would you join with me in prayer? Father, we are here. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Engage us in this battle of of good and evil, of right and wrong, a a message of, of hope and a message of impossibility. We ask that you would, like Abraham and like Isaiah and even like Ananias in the New Testament, we say, here we are, Lord. Send us. Lord, direct our prayers and and. Prompt us on a regular basis to intercede for all those on both sides of the conflict in harm's way. And we pray that you would do your work and have your way and bring your safety and security and your peace that you would indeed, in response to our prayer, you would deliver and you would rescue, that you would proclaim lead to captives and set prisoners free. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. And amen.